Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 335. Today is Thursday, November 16th, 2023. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire Podcast. Rate this, give us an honest review on there, or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any other of the podcast platforms. That'll really help us out as well. I also wanted to point out that next week, which is the week of Thanksgiving, we are only going to be doing three shows. So that's going to be Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, because we're going to be off on Tuesday or off on Thursday, uh, because it's Thanksgiving and then off on Black Friday. So all you guys can uh, eat more food. You can socialize. You can sleep. You can sit in your PJs and surf the various deals online. I don't really... I don't know about you guys. I don't really take a whole lot of stock in, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't take a whole lot of stock in like black Friday deals. I'm not like that hardcore. I actually am very anti, uh, and this may offend some people. I'm very anti the, the current trend with black Friday, uh, because what ends up happening is family have to leave their, their homes and go to certain places of employment because they're going to do like a 10 PM on Thanksgiving release of things. And to me, it seems a little counterintuitive of like, we're going to be thankful on this day. And then the next day we're going to punch each other over deals, you know? And I just like, I, I, to me, I'm just like, I just don't, I have a hard time with that. So I often will go and like peruse things the next day at like 11 AM in the morning after I've like slept in from a food coma. Um, but anyways, Maybe other people feel differently and that's fine. Uh, but that's just my own personal uh, conviction. Um, Illumination also wanted me to point out uh, that we do have the, uh, you know, we released all, over the weekend, we released our latest um, installment of teaching series that we're, we're re-releasing them on our podcast platforms all at once. So we have the Understanding Healing Teaching Series with, with Yvonne. It's four parts. Really great especially kind of airing out some of those details with, um, uh, oh yeah, it released on the, oh, it releases on the 18th. It has not come out yet. No, it has not. I am all turned around you guys. Cause we've been doing like, we've been doing records for next week, this week. So I'm talking as if I've been talking as if, you know, we're next week when we're not. So I'm all turned around. Yes. On Saturday, the 18th. Our next teaching series comes out with Yvonne, Understanding Healing, and it's really great. Um, just kind of airing out, like, what did, it, what did it mean by the thorn in the side with Paul? And, and really airing out some maybe some misconceptions with Job uh, and his afflictions and all of that. So it was a really great time, just understanding healing and all of that. So um, also, those of you who have not been catching up, we got an exciting announcement for those who are up to speed. I apologize for us reiterating this yet again. We're going to do it one more time tomorrow, but Elijah Fire is hiring. What? Elijah Fire is hiring a video editor slash live stream engineer. This is a full-time position in a fast-paced and dynamic working environment. 35 to 40 hours per week online work from home position from anywhere in the Pacific mountain alaskan or hawaiian time zones but pacific and mountain time are preferable but not mandatory and again uh, we're omitting eastern time zone and central just because of the nature of what we're going to be doing and how closely you're going to be working with illumination and myself we need the time zones to line up as best as possible so i apologize but there will be other opportunities i promise Applicants must be proficient in both Premiere Pro and After Effects editing software. Applicants should be tech savvy, well-organized, and have great communication skills. Must work well in a team and individually and be willing to learn various other applications as the need arises. Must be able to learn to use our live stream uh, streaming software, which is StreamYard, and will be in charge of engineering daily live streams, preparing content to show during the live stream, and scheduling live streams across various social media platforms. So if you guys are interested, you can go to ElijahStreams.com slash careers. That's ElijahStreams.com slash careers. All right, guys, um, my guest today, many of you know who he is. Some of you don't. He is a prophetic voice. He's an author. He's also a Christian content creator on YouTube and beyond. 
and he's going to be sharing a great prophetic word today. Let's give it up for our guest today, Troy Black. Troy Black, man, welcome back. Hey, what's up, Jeff? How are you, man? Good, good, good. Uh, all right. Hey, we were talking backstage. Do you have fun plans for Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I know you're you're just trying to you're you're fishing. You're trying to get me to say that I'm going to get together with my 80 relatives yeah. in one room. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so that it's it's fun it's always a hectic time but it's it's a lot of fun and you know we uh <laughs> we go through ptsd and trauma therapy afterwards you know <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. after clan wars start you know and it's right just, the, the families break out into houses and awesome well troy why don't you jump into what you're going to share Today, I'm really curious. I actually have not had a chance to even read this, so I'm getting this fresh in the moment with everybody else. All right, man. Yeah, no, I'm gonna jump in. Give me, uh, let me, let me do one announcement though. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. It's, it's actually an Elijah Fire announcement. I want to say this for those who haven't seen this episode. Um, if you haven't watched the recent Jennifer Martin episode on Elijah Fire, it's called "There's a Better Way to Do Deliverance," um, and I got her name right, right, Jeff? Yeah, you that, did. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah this episode is fire okay unintended elijah fire but it really is y'all y'all go check it out it's you know deliverance ministry obviously is on the rise has been the last couple years and there's so much um there's so much footage online that shows different ways of doing it and i i really honestly feel like this perspective is something that the body needs to hear you know and needs to needs to start uh listening to you so if y'all have if, if if you're interested in deliverance ministry or you know if you're already doing it and you're praying about lord is this the way we're supposed to be doing it or not you know at least go listen and see what the lord has to say through it um i think it's a great episode so yeah anyway is going to add that to the description as well thanks for that plug man that was a really good episode yeah it, it was good it was great i i really enjoyed it and, and yeah anyways yeah but i want to jump into this so the, the lord uh you know typically um when i when i come on elijah fire I've gotten a word recently and, you know, I'll start praying about, Lord, is there something you want me to share? And he'll push me to something that I've already heard that I haven't shared, you know, and I'll realize like, oh yeah, this was meant for this. Right. Or, or something that I've already shared. Right. And this time around is a little different. Um, you know, I started to pray like, Lord, is there something, is there a word that I've gotten that you want me to share? And immediately the Holy spirit began to speak to me and the Lord just began, you know, I felt the presence of God. And I, I started to hear this word from the Lord about laundry of all uh, of all things, you know, so I'm just going to read through it and then I'm going to go back through it again and I'm going to add some of the impressions I got and, and explain some of what it means. Awesome. Um, but this is what I heard. I heard this on November 13th. So just a few days ago, uh, but I heard the Lord say changes in the laundry system. So laundry as in washing clothes. Right. And then I got and I was like, I don't know what that means, but I got this impression of the phrase. It comes out in the wash. Hmm. And then I heard there's money laundering occurring in my house and I've had enough. So obviously the Lord is using this alliteration here, laundry and laundering, which are spelled slightly differently, but they sound similar. You know, it's kind of a pun play on words. But when I, it's funny to me because when I was a kid, I thought it was laundry. And I said, I think I said it that way. Like, Oh, I'm going to go help mom with the laundry. You know, like I thought that's what the way it was. So I think maybe God's just making fun of me right now, but, (laughs) um, But yeah, um, money laundering, for those that don't know what it is, essentially it's, it's, it's getting money in a crim- through criminal, criminal activity, but then it's trying to cover up the, the place that the money came from, where, like the way you received it and making it look legitimate. And when it comes, the, the impression I'm getting right now is when it comes to God's house, when it comes to the church, it may not be technically illegal activity that the Lord is talking about, but it may be illegal activity in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Okay. It may be something that God has not ordained and that to him, he's saying he's putting a stop, he's putting a no on it, but people are doing it anyways. Right. So it may not be technically illegal in the world's eyes, but the, I'm going to move on. This is the next thing I heard. A sign is happening soon that is meant to demonstrate to my bride. He's talking about the church, how bad it can be when one's heart falls out of love with seeking after my face and in love with the pursuit of money. Wow. And then I heard this, this is going to be a national scandal occurring on national television Whoa. and I, I i got this impression jeff that when the lord says soon here sometimes the lord's talking about a few weeks right i got this impression that this could be a little longer this could actually be up to a year and a half timeline okay yeah i was gonna ask you sometimes soon is like 
in the grand scheme of time is soon. Right. But to us, soon could be yeah, a year from now. We're like, oh, it's happening tomorrow. And and sometimes, yeah, but not necessarily. Um, so the impression I got immediately when I heard that was like that that soon, like there was gonna be at least like a year and a half, you know, okay. just just framework there. Um, and then I heard this, I heard the Lord say, it's not so much what you do, it's the why and how that matters the most. So I want to go back and explain that because I know that that could be taken the wrong way. Um, but I, I want to read the rest of this first. I heard the Lord say, the money laundering system is getting uncovered. There is an exchange, exchange of glory, which is unco- uncovering the secrets of the church. Hmm. And then I heard when my glory comes in, I arrest the attention of those on the outskirts of the criminal activity. Those whose consciences have bothered them, but who have been too afraid to say anything until now. Hmm. Then I heard, I use the world to uncover secrets within my bride as well, but it shouldn't be that way. Hmm. And then I heard, like being un- undercover behind enemy lines, someone is going to come forward who is involved and even partially guilty, but who surrenders everything without hesitation in order to do what's right. Wow. So that was the word I heard. I, I want to go back through and, 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 uh, and share some more of the impressions I got. And some of the interpretation that I feel like the Lord has given me about this, um, you know, but I do want to say this as well. Um, any word, prophetic word that I share online, whether on this channel, my own channel or anywhere else, I would encourage everyone listening to not necessarily run with it until you've gotten confirmation from the Lord about it. Because sometimes uh, prophetic words are for individuals, you know, sometimes they're for groups of people. Sometimes the Lord may, may say, well, that's not for you. You don't need to worry about that right now because it's, that doesn't involve you. Right. So it's yeah. a good reason to do that just for that, uh, just, just for that reason. But I, I believe other times it's always a good, even if it's someone you trust, it's always a good idea to do it so that we get in the habit of doing it. Right. That's, that's so good. Troy, I'm glad you said that because I think we can take, I've noticed people, Oh man, you know, just, I think with like, I saw this great um, it was a great reel th- being thrown around. I think it was on TikTok or Instagram or something. And this guy was talking about, he's like, I don't think that we were ever meant to carry the weight of all of this information going on in the world. And I actually loved it. He's like, he's like, because of the advent of technology and, you know, borders are getting a lot smaller because we're, we're able to connect with each other across the world. You know, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't know that God ever intended us to be able to take in so much information because only he's the one that can actually hold that. And if you look at the rise in, I'm going somewhere with this, everybody, but if you look at the rise in anxiety and depression and a lot of people, especially within Gen Z who grew up with the internet and largely grew up with social media being a thing um, and absorbing information a lot of them claim some form of mental issue. Um, And a lot of that I think is a byproduct of just taking on so much. And so where I'm going with this is I think I've seen this translate into the prophetic as well, where they take in every single prophetic word and just assume it's for them to take on. Mm. And then there's all of this stress and fear and being the sense of being overwhelmed that comes over them. And so, wow. Troy, I love that you said that because it's very important to go, God, is this something that I'm supposed to pray into? Is this sp- something that I'm supposed to carry? Because don't don't assume that you're the only person that's going to be able to take this thing on. You know, I don't know, 10,000 people plus are going to see this alone. So within that, there are going to be people that feel a burden for this. You know, so I love, Troy, right. I love that you said that. Right. Absolutely. You know, sometimes with the prophetic, when it leans towards encouragement, it's it can lift a weight off our shoulders, but sometimes there's a weight that comes with it. It's not a weight of shame or condemnation. It's not a weight of fear yeah. or bondage, but it's it's a weight of responsibility. You know that can that can happen sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when the Lord puts something on your heart through a prophetic word. Um, so I I love what you said, Jeff. I I think that's right on point. You yeah. know, and I think the other side of it is just the information game. You know, it's just so much, like you said, that sometimes it's like wait. Oh, what about this word and that word and that word? It's like we try yeah, to follow every single thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you just can't. You can't yeah. follow every single thing. And we need to let the Holy Spirit lead us and show us what what we're supposed to take in, what we're not supposed to yeah, take in. Good. You know, sometimes you can hear something, you can set it on a shelf, and then the Lord is never going to bring it up again. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be concerned with it. And other times, 
you set it on the shelf and he brings it up at the right time, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's a good thing to consider yeah, as well. Totally. But some of the things, some of the impressions I got while I was hearing this word was that phrase, it comes out in the wash was, it was like an impression I got, right? Um, changes in the laundry system that the Lord is painting this picture of the church being washed. You know how like clothing will go through the washing cycle in a washer and, or a dryer and the money in the pockets will come out and get caught in the bottom of the machine, right? The coins or the dollars. And you're like, Oh no, I washed that $5 bill and uh, it's still good. You know, that idea, but it'll get caught. And I believe this is what the Lord is saying, that this is what he's doing with the church right now. And especially with this word of knowledge about this thing is going to come out, uh, that this is going to be a washing cycle that is like the Lord reaching into pockets and pulling the, the change out. Right. And showing where it came from and what's happening. Uh, you know, something that shouldn't be there, you know, being used for something that shouldn't be used for. Um, and, and it's just, you know, it's just a prophetic picture. Um, but uh, this, this, this other word that I got, um, it's not so much what you do. It's the why and the how that matters. Yeah, most. I really liked that. Um, it's, it's true to an extent, right? But the, it depends on what you're talking about. The Lord's not talking about things that are intrinsically sinful here. I wanted to be clear about that because the Lord's not saying it's, it doesn't matter what you do right? Because it does matter whether we're, 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 we're in, being involved in sinful things or not. But what the Lord is saying is sometimes the things that are not intrinsically sinful, they can push that line based on the way, the reason we're doing it, the motivation behind it, yeah. right? Uh, here's an example, okay? A lot of Christian, you know, speakers and, and pastors and, and, you know, authors and influencers, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll publish books, right. Or they'll, they'll hold conferences and they're, they'll charge for the conference and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's not at all intrinsically wrong to do those things, but it can become wrong when the Lord asks us to do it a certain way. And we decide to do it another way because we're going to make more money off. Of it. Yeah. You know, and the same thing applies to, to every Christian out there, you know, it's like to all of us, it's, it's like, it's the how and the why. And if the why, if the motivation becomes the money, you know, in honestly, in any way, and I hope everyone listening can hear this with that, through that lens of grace and love today, you know, because like anytime we get off track at all, even if it's in a little way, you're 1% off, you know, we do need to correct. And we, but the, it's the loving kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Right. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and he corrects us in a gentle way because he loves us. So, there, so he doesn't use condemnation. He doesn't use shame. He uses love to correct us. He uses the grace of God to correct us. And, his, and we see his mercy and his compassion. And, you know, it's, it's like we are, we are welcome into his presence. And I'm, I'm already jumping like into what I was going to share later. But, but uh, you know, it's the idea of, uh, of a correction needing to take place. If something is off, it does need to be corrected. The Lord will correct it in love um, as, as we listen to him. But, but the motivation matters. You know, it's it's the why and the how that the Lord is talking about. It's the heart behind it that matters most. Because if 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 our heart is right, eventually we are going to get the what right. You know, if the why and the how are right, the what is going to become right because the Lord's going to lead us into the right what. Yeah, but good. if but if if the why and the how are wrong, it doesn't matter what we're doing, we're going to be doing it wrong. You know, <laughs> doing it, yeah. it's not going to be right. You know, so yeah, uh, it, it it matters. You know, it's important. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know. I heard a story recently. Uh, I was, I was traveling this last weekend. I was in California and I heard this story from a pastor who was there that I was ministering with. And, uh, he was just, he was talking about like different people he's had come to his church and stuff. And he was just talking about this one experience he had that was fairly disappointing where, he, uh, they had had this Christian rap band come in several times, you know, or at least from what I remember, you know, and perform at the church and like, you know, do their, do their songs and stuff. And, uh, Anyways, as soon as they like got their big break or whatever, you know, it, it went from, yeah, we're going to come and, you know, we'll take up a love offering and all that kind of stuff to here's our minimum. We're not even going to step foot in the door if you can't give us this amount of money. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and, and then I get yeah. it. There is a practical side to that. You know, you're not going to get the big name Christian rappers to come to like every church can't get them because they can't go to every church. Right. You know, they can't do that. And it's like that's between them and God. But it was just, it was a weird, like practical example of how like immediate, like immediately shifted to, you know, if we don't get this amount of money, we're not setting foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And and when I heard that, it just kind of made my heart sink. And, and, you know, and the question I believe we should be asking is, 
not how much money can I make off of this, but rather, God, where do you want me to be? And if it's where you want me to be, if it's where you want me to go, if it's what you want me to do, I'm going to be doing that whether there are funds involved or not, you know, whether there's a financial gain or not, because that is the why, you know, the why is, is what is God asking me to do? What is he calling me to do? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And I just hear this word for some people listening, Jeff. There are some people listening that God has put a passion and a dream in your heart, a desire in your heart to do something that you were created to do. It's something you're passionate about, but the, the lack or the fear of the lack of funds is stopping you from doing it. And the Lord is saying, if you'll just take that step of faith and you'll just start doing what, I, what I've called you to do and, and not worry about where the money's going to come from, the Lord is saying, I'm going to provide because you're going to be walking in obedience with my spirit in that moment and doing what I'm asking you to do. And even if you take the wrong, wrong step and you get off track a little bit, the Lord's saying, as long as you're listening to me, I'm going to correct that. I'm going to help you to go down the right path. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see provision as you take those steps of faith. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Jeff, I, I just feel like sometimes we get so, you know, so practical uh, in this Christian walk, you know, whether we are on the side of like ministry or like influencers or whatever, or we're on the side of like, Hey, I'm just trying to do what God's telling me to do. You know, like I'm just a Christian, like parent or, or, or individual or, you know, or, or teacher or student or, or, or whatever it is, or, or employee, like I, or business owner. I'm just, I'm just a Christian trying to do what God's telling me to do. But we get so trapped sometimes by the fear of, well, if I spend my time doing that, I'm going to lose out on the money I could be making if I was over here doing this. And I just have a word from the Lord for everyone listening. The, I just hear the Lord saying this so clearly and so with so much love and grace, but he's saying, that's not how my kingdom works. Wow. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I just hear the Lord saying, I have ways to provide for you uh, that, that you can't possibly fathom ahead of time until you step into the plan that I have for you. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. And what does Jesus say? You know, Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. We have this position with the Lord where when, when, you know, the God doesn't say, um, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness perfectly. He didn't say that. He says, seek it. He says, seek first. You know, he doesn't seek perfectly his kingdom. He doesn't say you have to do it perfectly. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. He says, seek it first. He says, where's your heart? Right. When our heart, when that's our heart is, Lord, I, I just want to live for you and I want your will to be done in my life. I want your plan for my life. You know, I want to be a blessing because you've blessed me with, you know, eternal life. You bless me with forgiveness for my sin, for my sins, with abundant life in you, with this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, I get to be a friend with God every single day like that. Like uh, it's the greatest blessing in the world. I want to be a blessing to others and I want to I want to walk in step with you, Lord. You know, you know, I want to, I want to be a a person of faith, like Hebrews chapter 11, you know, like, like I want to be someone who's thinking about that heavenly kingdom, not the earthly kingdom. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we take on that perspective and that motivation, suddenly we, we start, God starts to reveal the, 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 the resources for the purpose that he's placed inside of us. He starts to reveal the, the the coins in the fish's mouth, right? He starts to reveal the catch of fish on the other side of the boat. The things that we would have never thought of or never seen otherwise, the Lord starts to bring those things in and they just naturally occur because we're operating inside of his kingdom, you yeah. know? And, and here's the amazing thing about it is the first few steps, it's okay if there's some anxiety, there's some fear, there's some, there's some worry there. But what you start to see is the more I take steps of faith forward into this, the plan of God for my life with, without knowing how he's going to provide for it, the more I do that, the more it's like that becomes my norm and my natural. Yeah, that becomes like, the normal. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't have to worry because I know, like I've, I've seen God provide before. I know he's going to provide again, you know, because yeah. I'm just, I'm just being obedient. Yeah. You know, and then suddenly the it's like the worries and the cares of life that Jesus talked about. You know, those he's you know, just, he's like, you don't have to carry those things the world the way the Gentiles carry those things, the way the world carries those things. It, it is those things start to fall off. And it's like, man, th- there have been days, Jeff, just to kind of use myself as an example, you know, there have been days where I'm like, 
okay, this is how much money's going out. This is how much money's coming in. And I'm like, Lord, how am I going to do this? Right. Yeah, and then it's I not to, adding up. <laughs> yeah. I have to take a step back and I go, no, what am I, why am I thinking from the worldly perspective again? Mm-hmm. The only question I need to be answering right now is what did God tell me to do? Am I doing that? You know, and then he's going to provide, you know, like, right. And for some reason, it. I mean, where Satan really tears people down is, is what you just said is, am I doing, asking yourself, if I, am I doing what God asked me to do? Okay. Yes. Okay. And, and the enemy comes in and says, that's not enough. You know, and I think that that's where you really, that's where we can get really tangled up is thinking this isn't enough because I'm doing what God asked me to do, but, and there's always a, but, and then da, 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 whatever, whatever follows that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where the grace of God comes in, you know? So I, earlier today I was like, Lord, I want to show this in scripture, you know, like I want to, I want to give some scriptural references. And immediately I heard the Lord say Romans chapter two. And I'm thinking like Romans chapter two, that's not a money, you know, like that's not like a money chapter, I don't think. So I went and I read it. Um, I want to, I want to read a few verses. I want to read a few verses here because this is, this is addressing exactly what you just said, Jeff. Okay. Okay, So Romans chapter two, verse 18, it says, and, and know his will and distinguish the things that matter being instructed from the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to people who are blind, a light to those in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature possessing in the law, the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. You therefore who teach someone else, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that one is not to steal, do you steal? You who say that one is not to commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who loathe idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, through your breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. And then uh, I'm going to I'm going to jump. So so what what he's what he's showing here is this idea of justifying little things based on, uh, quote unquote, success in the kingdom or influence in the kingdom. Right. Like like, well, I got I you know, I, I'm a mega pastor uh, or a mega church pastor and I've reached all these people. So it's OK if I do this thing without inquiring the Lord, you know, inquiring of the Lord before doing it. You know, or it's OK if I spend my money in this way. It's OK if I do that or this. Or whatever, you know, it's like, or God understands, right? It's kind of justifying the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, those things might not be wrong, yeah. you know, in and of themselves, except maybe the right decision was asking God first, you know, like, like sometimes that's the problem. Sometimes it's, you know, people doing wrong things, but, but what in this word here, what did, what he say? He said, I, uh, he said, uh, man, I'm going to find it. It's, it's here somewhere. Oh, it's in there. <laughs> okay. It's, it's just that idea of like, this is going to be a national scandal, Right. Um, occurring on a national television. It, it's like, how does the world see the church, right? How does the world yeah. see the church? And when this kind of stuff comes out, it's like it paints the church in a bad light and it paints the Lord in a bad light. And what does he, what does he say here in this passage? He's, he says, uh, the name of God is blaspheme among the Gentiles because of you, right? But what, who's he talking about here? He's talking about somebody who is doing all the right things technically, or at least seemingly, right? You know, and on the outside. But let's jump back. Let's jump back a few verses. So this is where what you said comes in. This is Romans 2, uh, 1 through 4. It says, therefore, you have no excuse, you foolish person, every one of you who passes judgment. For in the matter in which you judge someone else, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. So. Is anyone got it perfect every single time? No, <laughs> you know, nope. like none of us have gotten it perfect. And, but, but, and then reading on verse two, and we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, you foolish person who passes judgment on those who practice such things and yet do them as well, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and restraint and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? What is he trying to get them to understand here? He's saying, hey, we've all missed it. We've all missed the mark, okay? So instead of setting ourselves up and criticizing, you know, being that critical voice against someone else and and using that as a booster of the pride in our own hearts, he's saying you need to, we need to examine our own hearts and say, where have I missed it? Mm-hmm. Now, what do I need as a response to that? I need to understand God's kindness, his restraint, and his patience. I, I need to receive the grace of God, and I, and I need to allow his grace to come in and to correct my heart so I can turn back and and my heart can be fixed. Right. And then he goes on the end of the chapter verse 28 says, for he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, 
nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter, and his praise is not from people, but from God. So sometimes we we get that perspective of, well, I, all I have to do is be obedient to the Lord, and I just got to do everything right. You know, and then we look back and we go, well, I didn't do everything right. I tried, right? I, 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 <laughs> but I missed these things, you know, like I messed up here, I messed up there, like I tried. But what is he saying here? He's saying circumcision, which is the sign that you belong to God, that you are his, that you're his chosen people. It's, it's, he's saying it's of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter. Mm. So he's saying that's who you are. That's your identity in Christ Jesus, not because you got everything right, but because of what's going on in your heart. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit who's living inside of you is testifying to that. Hmm. Yeah, that's good, man. And look at this. His praise is not from people, but from God. So in those moments where, where you know, the Lord says, hey, I want you to do this thing, or I want you to give here, or I want you to sow this, or I want mm-hmm. you to give this up, even though it, yeah. was, it was an increase technically, or whatever it is. It's like, and I want you to go this route instead. Whatever it is, when the Lord asks for that sacrifice, you know, there's going to be that that tempting thought afterwards to either complain or to try to go backtrack, you know, and go, oh, no, but I'm still, you know, like I still need that. Whatever it is, there's and, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit inside of us is the one that's going to say in that moment. That was such a good thing, you know, like, you know, or we're going to say, well, I didn't do it perfectly. You know, like you, you asked me to give and I, I, it took me four weeks to get around to doing it. And the Holy Spirit's going to be the one that's, that's like. You're going to get it next time. Don't worry about it. That this is still good. You know, I'm still going to bless this, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's like, man, it's, it's so comforting to hear that, you know, it's, do we deserve praise from God? Not really, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, Yeah. but it's so comforting to hear that, that, you know, where he's, he, where he steps in and he offers that grace and he offers that freedom, you know, and, and it's like, he builds us up. He's our biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it feels like like there's a Lego and God's like, I want you to pick up that Lego and I want you to put it on the thing. And you're like, and it takes you like all this effort to pick up this little Lego and set it on there, push it in. You're like, and then you hear all of heaven rejoice. And you're like, I put a Lego (laughs) on another Lego. It's easy, (sighs) you know, Um, especially when you like get over yourself and you actually do something, you're like, (laughs) <laughs> wasn't that big of a deal? Why was I making such a big deal out of it? But heaven is just like, mm, I've had like God, like I've had God send people to affirm something that I did. And I'm like, really? Like, all right. Thanks. I mean, thank you. It means a lot, but it also just kind of feel like the effort I made wasn't, you know, in, in contrast to what Jesus did for me, was it that, that big? I think, you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. Sometimes it feels like our efforts aren't uh as as big but god is just like quick to acknowledge them you know and affirm Mm. hey good job keep doing you know like you were saying you know like hey you'll do it better next time it's okay this one still counts you know right yeah and i i believe that's just it's like that's a that's a good picture of the holy spirit being that encourager you know being that cheerleader because really that's what the lord's looking for you know the the word says that people look at the outside but god looks at the heart Mm -hmm. right so he's looking at, maybe it looked like a little step on the outside, looked like a little Lego, right? But maybe it was a big heart shift overall, you know? And in the yeah. long run, that shift that happened that in our heart is going to change the, the, tra- the trajectory of our lives, you know? And it's like, that's, that's, how, that's how God's kingdom works. Mm-hmm. It's like he builds, you know, he, he builds our motivation based on us understanding his motivation better. Right. You know, and our hearts yeah. being being transformed into his heart more, you know, like that's yeah. how he starts to change us and starts to build um, through us. You know, I mean, the word says we love because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. And that really is the answer. You know, that really is the answer. You know, anytime it comes out in the church that like someone's using misusing funds or, you know, whatever it is, you know, like whatever, whatever may be happening. I don't, I don't know if you, you heard about the, the funny thing that happened at uh, Joel Osteen's church. Uh, and I, I'm only mentioning it because it's funny where the money was found. Um, and it, it was, it was random. I don't even think they know whose it was. He got blamed for it. And I think that was just, you know, people, uh, connecting Try, dots. They, they shouldn't have connected, you know, finding a, a way to, 
to because people don't like him. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, so people are just connecting dots and, and all that and just assuming things. But um, the funny thing is the money got found like in a wall panel in, in a bathroom. And it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, that had been there for a while or so. I just imagining like, you know, like, I don't know, being a kid and like accidentally opening a wall panel in, in the church bathroom and finding like half a million dollars. Like, yeah. <laughs> That would have been the greatest day of my like life. The you start, know, like, start of a movie or something. Yeah. I'm like, I only sewed 25 cents into the offering and this, this is awesome. God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Talk about a return. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I should have started that earlier. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but it's, it's just that idea of um, how does God sh- shift the way we view money? It, it's through his loving kindness. It's through his grace. It's through his mercy, you know? And it really, what it really it comes down to is, are we free in our hearts when it comes to the love of money or not? Mm. You know, and when we get that freedom from the love of money, when we become free from that, you know, the word says that the root of all evil is the love of money. It's, it's, it's not money itself. Yeah. It's the love. Of it's, money. it's the love of it. You know, so God yeah. does not want us to be free from the use of money you know, or even the need for money so that we can live our lives. God wants us to be free from the love of money. Yeah. And I actually want to be hundred percent free. Right. And I want to say something too, to that. I think so often we look at that and we apply it to the individual who has the money, but your judgment on someone on how they spend their money, if they're a believer is also rooted in that verse. Yeah. So I think that so often we look at the root, of, the love of money is the root of all evil. Per, person, are you listening? I'm like, yes. Are you listening, person who is saying that towards that other person? Because right. clearly, your heart needs to be addressed as well. So, yeah, and that's what Paul's saying here. You know, he's not just talking to the the teachers, which he is addressing them specifically. You know, but he's also talking to the layman. You know, like whoever would put that judgment on somebody else. You know, because it's like. God looks at the heart, right? So there could be a millionaire sitting in a service who gives nothing and yet God is pleased with them. And there could be somebody who only has $10 in their pocket who gives five of it and God is not pleased, right? Why? Why would that be? It's, it all comes down to the heart. Why were they giving and were they being obedient to what the Holy Spirit was telling them to do? Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's what it comes down to. And it's so easy for us to judge on the outside, you know, and not know what's going on in, in the heart. And really the only answer, you, we can't address anyone else's heart. We can only address what's happening in our own hearts. You know, so the answer is to allow the Holy Spirit to look at what's in our heart, to be honest about it, and to pray about money issues in our lives. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I heard a pastor say this one time where uh he was he was using this illustration of when he went to buy a like a U uh, off-road vehicle. Um, you know, I don't know what they're called, but UAV is that what they're called? Anyways. Um, ATV. ATV, yeah. 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 He was he was buying this thing and it was, you know, probably a good chunk of change. And so, anyway, so he said ahead of time, probably also he didn't want people to judge him, you know. But he was like, Yeah, we prayed about it first because we always pray about anytime we spend a significant amount of money, right? We we make sure we pray about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like that was wisdom, you know, even, like whether he was saying it for the sake of the people or just because he does it, you know, it's like I, I felt like that was that was wisdom. You know, we shouldn't be in a place where we are afraid of, oh, should I spend this five dollars or not? You know, like, oh, no, I spent five dollars on that thing or, you know, where I bought uh, I bought that movie or, or, you know, it's like maybe I'm supposed to put that money somewhere else. Like, that's not what freedom looks like. Right. But freedom looks like. We are so free from the love of money that anytime the Holy Spirit prompts us or anytime he encourages us or or when he convinces us in our hearts, like this is where I want you to give and how much and when, or, or you know, it's like uh, we don't have a problem with letting go in that moment. Yeah. That's what freedom looks like. It, it, you know, like freedom looks like this. God, it looks like us being in a place where God could say, I want you to give everything away right now. And we would say, okay, hmm. and be okay with that. Yeah, knowing that he works together all things together uh, that for the good of all that are in Christ Jesus, you know, and right. so it's like, like if God asks you to to sacrifice something, you know, there's good reason, and mm-hmm. just to be obedient. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the amazing thing about the grace of God is I know 
most of us are not in that place, right? <laughs> I don't know about us, you, Troy, but no, I'm kidding. Yeah. No. You know, like if I, if the Lord said that to me, I would have a very hard time with that. Right. Like, oh, am I hearing you right? Cause this is crazy. Right. Yeah. It would be like, oh, no devil. I cancel that in the name yeah. of Jesus. Like, <laughs> Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. I have bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but that's what true freedom from the love of money looks like is that it's, it doesn't have a hold over us. And it's not fighting against the voice of God in our lives. Yeah. You know, and for many of us, that would be a process of we would, we'd have to work through a process to get to a yes in that moment. Right. And that's okay. But we need to recognize where we are and we need, we need to recognize that true freedom means I am not holding on to what I have. I'm holding on to him. He's my provider. You know, he's my good shepherd. He's going to give me what I need when I need it. And I can be a blessing because I have someone who's always willing to be a blessing to me, you know, in return. And, and I have someone who's always meeting my needs, you know, whatever I need, like I already have it according to Jesus, you know, Matthew chapter six. So I don't, I don't even need to worry about it. And the father already knows what I need. And it's just this complete shift of how we view money, you know, and, and I, I can testify and say, it's so much more fun living from this perspective. And I don't always get it right. You know, but when I do, when I do go over into that perspective and I go, you know what, I'm going to give hilariously and I'm, and I'm going to give generously because I have someone who's going to provide and because I want to see what God does to this. You know, I want to see how he works through this, like get, and, and start to get excited about it. When I've been in that place, you know, it's like it's such a better place to live. It's so much more fun and it's it's so much more freeing in general, you know, and it's like I get to taste the the goodness of God and I get to taste the freedom of eternal life with him in that moment. Cause we're not going to worry about those things in eternity. Nope. You know, but we get to start to taste that more, the more that we step into it. So I want to read a few verses. Um, I know we're, we're getting short on time. So I want to read a few verses here because this, this just shows, I believe the perspective, the, that at, under the new covenant we should have as Christians um, in, in scripture. So this is Hebrews 13, five. Okay. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever abandon you. So for a long time, I thought, how does that tie into money? You know, like, how does how do those two things go together? But what it is, is uh, God is is curing our hearts of greed through his presence and through his acceptance. Hmm. We, we can say, you know what? I am so loved and accepted in him. And I have access to his presence every single day. I can come boldly before the throne room of grace. He's with me all the time, you know, like, and I have that assurance that I belong to him from the Holy spirit. Like I, I am so wrapped up in his love and his acceptance and, and, and his presence that I don't need this thing. And I can be content with whether I have a lot or whether I have a little, Mm -hmm. you know, like I don't have, I don't have to, I don't have to live in fear and anxiety. I don't have to live with a, you know, with a close fist mindset, you know, and, and here's, I'm just going to say this, I'm going to say this. And I, and I sense this as a word from the Lord right now, Jeff, for some people listening, God doesn't always tell you to give. Somebody needs to hear that. Hmm. There are people listening to me right now who every single time there's an opportunity to give every single time there's, there's an offering, right. You know, or, or whatever it may be every single time you, you feel a weight of guilt and of shame. If you don't give something and the Lord is saying, I'm setting you free from that right now good i haven't asked you to give every single time hmm. you just be let i just hear the lord saying this you be you just be led by my my spirit and you're going to give when it's the right thing to do at the appropriate times what it, you know okay so this is second corinthians 9 7 it says each one must do just as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver yeah. god does not want us to do things that are not in faith because anything that's not of faith is sin, the word says. And without and it says, faith, it's impossible to please God anyway. So yeah, it's impossible. So sometimes we are sowing things in the flesh. The word also talks about, you know, it's those who are of the flesh. We're not going to be pleasing God, 
right? Like, or at least in that moment, like that thing is not what he's asking us to do, but he wants us to come over here into the spirit. And it's, it's like, sometimes we're sowing things into the flesh because we're only doing it out of guilt or fear or shame or condemnation. Or trying and, to bend God's arm. Like, Hey, if I give, then I'll, I'll get manipulation. Yeah. Manipulation. Yeah. And it could be a subconscious, that could be on a subconscious level. Yeah. So Lord reveal that to people. Yeah. And the Lord wants us to come over here and to, and to be able to give hilariously, which that, that he loves a cheerful giver. That's, that's the original language literally pushes it all the way to that place of like hilarious giving, you know, like, this is awesome. This is so yeah. funny. Like, yeah. let me, let me, let me try to paint this picture real quick. How are they going to, how are they, how are they going to react when they see this? You know, like, I, oh, I want to see the look on their faces. Maybe I can hide and watch their reaction. You know, it's like that idea of like, I, mean, I just can't wait until they open this envelope and they look inside. Mm-hmm. I hope they cry. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like, that's that place of like hilarious. Like, this is so amazing. It's just such mm-hmm. a joy to be able to do. Yeah. That next verse gives us the key. How do we get to that place? And God is able to make all grace overflow to you. This is the literally the next verse, and these don't always get connected. God is able to make all grace overflow to you so that always having all su- sufficiency in everything you may have an abundance for every good deed. There's that provider mindset again. God is my pro- provider. He's able to ha- make sure I have an abundance for every good deed. Why? It's, it's because he's able to make all grace overflow to me. So God has grace for us. To when we when we when he asks us to give and we don't and we make a mistake and we mess up, God has grace for us then. But listen, God also has an abundant grace to empower us to do it the right way too, and to do things that we never thought we could do, we never saw ourselves doing. Yeah, dude, that's great. And man, God can use this. God can use this. If you want to, and I, I just sense this is a word for someone, for those who, who, are, who are wanting to take that next step into evangelism and you have a heart to reach the lost, you have a heart for the gospel. The Lord is saying, let me use your generosity as a seed. Wow. This is not for everyone, you know, because some people have already got this, you know, down, but, but maybe some of us, we just need the reminder today. Let me use your generosity as a seed. And the word says this, same, ch- same chapter, 2 Corinthians uh, 9, 13. Because of the proof given by this ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the gospel of Christ. They're saying they're going to glorify God for your obedience. First off, because of your love of the gospel and your willingness to share that is what he's saying, essentially, to your confession of the gospel of Christ and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all. So. Some people would say, well, they're just they're just excited because they got a gift, right? They, like they received an offering or whatever. And he, he's saying maybe that's part of it, right? It's, it, or I, I'm saying maybe that's part of it, right? Like that's me saying that. He's not saying it. But because it, it says your liberality of your contribution to them, but it says it also says and to all. Right. So these are people that are, have been generous every direction that God asked them to. And he, he's what he's saying is. It's a testimony of the gospel being true in their lives. It's part of the light that God is shining. Hmm. Man, I just, I love this, Jeff. I love this no, because I think, I think it's great. I've seen it. You know, I've seen the fruit of it in my own life. And like I said, I don't always do this right. Like I need to hear this word just as much today, you know, just as much. Mm-hmm. And, and, and man, I, I hope, you know, I, I'm praying and hoping that the places in my heart where I've restricted God and I've restricted the Holy Spirit that he would come in and that he would, that he would begin to shift those things and he'd begin to fix those things so that I could give generously and hilariously, you know, wherever the Holy Spirit asked me to give. And for some people immediately when, you know, and I probably should have said this up front, but we start thinking about church and money and stuff. And we start thinking, you know, the, the normal spaces that we give. Right. And, and I would, I would just encourage everyone listening to, to take the box off of God a little bit. And ask the Lord this week and say, Lord, is there a place that you would love for me to give that is not normal? That's not that's not the normal thing. And and, and here's what I believe is going to happen, Jeff. It, the closer that we get to the end in history, the more the church is going to become generous with each other. And it's going to be brothers and sisters in Christ giving to those in the church who are in need. That's great. That's great, man. Yeah.
Yeah. So some of you already are feeling that tug conviction. Maybe you saw someone and maybe they always fall on hard financial times and you found yourself judging them and you're like, oh, it's clearly an issue of mismanagement of money. And God is like, guess what? <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you to give them $2,000, you know? Um, and maybe that's a lot to you. Maybe that's not a lot to you. And you're like, no, I don't want to, I'm not going to give that to them because they're just going to mismanage and, and whatever. And God is asking for obedience from you, not to judge that person, but to be obedient, you know? So I know, I know there's a couple of people out there, you know who you are. <laughs> I've been there too. I really have. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard, especially when you see another individual or a specific church or whatever it is in the past, especially when you see them mismanaging funds or mismanaging the money they have or whatever it is, you know, it's like, or, you know, uh, it, it could be a homeless person, you know, and you're like, well, I don't know what they're about to do with that money. You know, it's like, whatever it is, you know, it all comes back to what is the Lord saying to you? Yeah. Right. Cause he might not be asking you to give them money, but if he is, then it's not up to us to judge what they do with it. It's just up to us to listen and to be obedient and to give with the right heart. You know, and the amazing thing is when our heart is in the wrong place, there's so much grace. And we just read it right here. God has, he's, he's able to make all grace overflow to us. You know, he's able to empower us through his grace for our heart to change, for us to come back to a place of just wanting to do what he wants us to do. And man, I just, Jeff, I just sense this as a word from the Lord right now that, that this, that God is releasing freedom through this message yeah. for some people listening that there's, there's a season of freedom that's coming because of this. The Lord's saying, if you'll step into it and y'all, and I'm going to, I'm going to step away from sharing the prophetic word for a second and say this again. Okay. I don't get this perfect. <laughs> no. My perspective is not perfect. Neither. Okay? Yeah. I don't either, dude. Um, so I'm not here saying I'm sharing the perfect perspective, like you've but arrived I know, and everybody else needs to catch up. No. Yeah. But I know that God is wanting to work on every single, every single heart here, mine included. God is wanting to work on each perspective that we have and bring us closer to his. And there's going to be more and more freedom in that space. So Jeff, that's all I have to share, man. I, that's I a hope good that word, man. And I think too, I love I mean, that kind of the twofold nature of this word, obviously like addressing the laundering that's rooted in greed, that's rooted in the love of money within the church. But then also the second half of this word was this great encouragement about being cheerful givers, about giving with sincerity and, and just trusting that God is going to meet your needs as God is instructing you to meet someone else's. And I think the cool thing when we give is it is a fulfillment of uh, God's answer to, to someone else's prayer. Like mm. that's why mm. he's prompting us to give because he's answering someone's prayer for provision. And he wants to use, he wants to go through you. He wants to use you to do it. And it's such a privilege to be able to be that in people's lives. And I think this is a big thing within the West for us to get over is, is money and, um, and the grip that it has on our, our society. But man, it's like, and again, I'm not perfect at this. Absolutely not. But I've seen God's faithfulness in both providing for me, but also using me to provide for other people and to be that answer to their prayers. Um, and, and God prompting me to give, man, guys, it's, there's nothing like it. It's so cool. It's amazing. It so. is. It is amazing. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to pray if that's okay. Yeah, let's do it, dude. Go for it. Sweet. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your willingness to give everything that you, you were literally willing to become a man, to, to step into obedience and to go all the way, even to a place, uh, where you lost your own life, Lord, for our sakes, God, that I just thank you that you were willing to give the most valuable gift that anyone has ever given. I thank you for the value of the kingdom that we have, Lord, uh, that, that we have uh, from you, Jesus, that it's like this costly pearl, Lord, that, that we are, it's, it's so valuable that we should be willing to go and sell everything we have to obtain it, Lord. And, and that's what you've given us, Jesus. And I just ask that you would give us that same 
generous spirit, that same generous heart, God, that we would not turn around and hold on to things, but that we'd be willing to humble ourselves the way Jesus did, and that we'd be willing to be generous, we'd be willing um, to, to walk in freedom, God, and that we would be willing to think of others more highly than we think of ourselves, Lord. And I just ask for any uh, money perspectives that any of us have carried uh, from past things that we've heard, we've been mm-hmm. taught, you know, maybe books mm-hmm. we've read, anything that was not according to the scripture, it was not according to what you're saying, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would begin to address those perspectives, Lord, and that you, you would begin to change our hearts, God, that we wouldn't uh, think more highly of ourselves than we ought, Lord, but we would, we would be willing to um, take a step back and allow you to examine our hearts. Um, and if there's anything in our hearts, God, that's getting in the way of us um, being able to be the blessing that you called us to be on the, this earth today and within your body and to those around us, Lord, I ask that you would begin to address those issues, God. And I know that you're going to do that through through love and through gentleness and through grace, Lord. But I also just ask for a demonstration of the presence of God in people's lives as they begin to take these steps of faith, Lord, yes. that, that, that even more than going into a service and worshiping for an hour or something like that, Lord, that they would become so overwhelmed with, with your presence, God, as, as a sign and a wonder to them uh, that they're being obedient, Lord, that, that this is what the lifestyle you've called them to, a lifestyle of gen- generosity, Lord. But I also ask that you would take the weight and the burden off of those who, who, who are um, giving out of fear or frustration or even things like manipulation or whatever it is, Lord, if, if it's a guilty thing, driven thing, Lord, I see you would take that weight off and that burden off and that fear off of people right now in the name of Jesus, that that fear mindset has to go right now in the name yes. of Jesus. We get to walk in freedom as the as children of God, knowing, knowing that we have someone who provides for our every need. Uh, but, but also knowing that uh, it's, it's not about pleasing people. It's about pleasing our heavenly father and, and doing what he's asking us to do. And we don't have to be driven by fear. Uh, and Lord, I just thank you for that freedom uh, in every person's life today in Jesus. Mm-hmm. mighty name. Amen. Amen. What a great message, dude. So good. Especially on the, the verge of um, right on the, right on the threshold of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have needs you know, and they want to be able to buy Christmas presents or they want to be able to pay the bills. And God wants to be that. God wants you to be that answer to prayer in other people's lives. So just be sensitive to what God is asking you to do Mm, and do it and do it. Um, You know, God has had Lauren and myself a couple of times recently give in areas where I'm like, whoo, okay, all right, (laughs) let's do this, you know? And we've done it enough times that I wouldn't say it's not challenging, but the delay from when you get, when you get the word, the instruction, and then the action, the delay is getting shorter. That's awesome. You know? And so, uh, yeah. And it, again, guys, like that's, it is such a high honor to be used by God. And if he's prompting you to do something that is, there is a measure of sacrifice in that. Absolutely. But the fruit that is produced as a result of that, you can't, no money could buy. And uh, it's amazing. So, boom. All right, Troy, uh, how could people follow you and all the exciting stuff that you're doing? Yeah, so they can uh, just search for Troy Black on YouTube. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, sort of. Um, I also have Troy Goes Fishing as a comedy channel. And then The Mysterious Truth is kind of like, it's sort of like conspiracy theory type of stuff from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all my stuff. Uh, my books are on troyblackvideos.com links to them. And um, yeah, that's it. All that stuff, guys visit troyblackvideos.com links are also in the description to a lot of that stuff you talked about. So hit up both of those spots, the website and the description. Um, so dude, thank you so much, man. We just bless you and, and uh, just have a blessed, thanksgiving with your 80 plus relatives (laughs) it's crazy yeah so um everybody have a blessed thursday evening uh tune in tomorrow friday we've got kelsey o'malley back and it's gonna be great we're actually gonna be talking about a pretty serious topic um about spiritual abuse and um so it's gonna be you know kelsey's very well equipped to, to address this topic 
And there's a lot of stuff going around right now in the media regarding different leaders and stuff. So we're just gonna be talking about that from a very mature perspective. Um, and so that's gonna be tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we love you guys and we'll see you then. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.